Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Robcast, and I'm here in the back house with Dr. James Berline. Hello, hello. And I said that correctly. You did. You got it. Okay. Here's how it goes, my friends. I was in Nashville last, and Dr. James Berline is wearing a Nashville t-shirt that says, spread the love, it's the Nashville way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dr. James is representing, and this is your first time to the back house. It is. First time to L.A. First time to L.A. First time to California, period. To yeah. our little city. Yeah. So I was uh, doing an event in Nashville last year, and during one of the breaks, Dr. James Berline came up to me and showed me this drawing, and he said, everything you were just saying, we have in the world of chiropractors. Yeah. And chiropractic philosophy. Is that what you call it? Absolutely. Yeah. Chiropractic itself is three things. It's a philosophy, it's a science, and an art. And so all three of those things in conjunction, but there's a really rich history of the chiropractic philosophy itself. Which goes back how far? Uh, it goes back to 1895. That's when chiropractic was born. And who and why and how and all that? Sure. Yeah. It's an amazing story, actually. Uh, Dr. D.D. Palmer, uh, back in Davenport, Iowa, he was kind of an experimental guy, like magnetic healer, did all kinds of weird stuff. Um, but he had this janitor that he worked with, Dr. Har his janitor's name was Harvey Lillard, and Harvey was deaf. He'd been deaf for 17 years, and he got to talking. I don't know how they communicated, but he basically said, hey, I was lifting something, felt this crack in my neck, and uh, immediately went deaf, and I've been deaf for 17 years. So Dr. Palmer said, well, let me see what's going on here. So he felt around his neck. He said, I feel like one of your bones is out of place, and I'm going to try to shove it back into place and see what happens. So he did, and instantly Harvey got his hearing back after 17 years. <laughs> and so that developed, you know, turned into this whole thing of like, how did that work? And in this, you know, uh, investigation into the nervous system and what ultimately controls the body and the, the philosophy and the practice was all born out of that. Amazing. It's interesting how many things, have the origin story is a very simple moment of insight yeah. and revelation. Yeah. Like, wait. There's more going on here. Right. Okay, so what you did in Nashville is you showed me this drawing about three bodies. Mm -hmm. I was talking about physical body, energetic body, spirit body. Right. And then you said, actually, as a doctor of the world I come from, we have these like a three kind of sphere or level or dimension understanding of the body. Yeah, we term it the triune of life. Uh, and basically, there's three different parts of your existence. There is intelligence, there is force, and there is matter. And so those correlate pretty well with what you were talking about. The intelligence would be like the spirit, the soul behind something. The force is the energy that that intelligence uses to communicate or to uh, make an effect in matter. And then the matter is the physical stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, say more about... So when you're trained in how the body operates, they start yeah. with matter? Uh, yes. So actually, most chiropractic education at this point is very mechanistic, very uh, pain management based, but it's those radicals who stick to the roots and, of the original philosophy. Um, so, it's, And you're it, a radical? I am, absolutely. And yeah. were you always a radical? Yeah, that's how I got into it. I started as a patient first. Um, what was your problem? Well, why'd you go as a patient? What was wrong with you? Uh, honestly, I didn't really have a symptom. I, I was dragged by my pastor to see this guy's workshop and explain the nervous system. And my level of like interest for going to the chiropractor was like, nah, I should probably do something about that. Like I should take care of my nervous system. That was pretty much it. Like I didn't have pain, like 
not anything like that, but I did have seasonal allergies. Um, Nashville is horrible for allergies. Like it's like this basin with all the pollen and dust and everything just sits on top of it. And I had born and raised in Nashville, had terrible allergies my whole life. And, uh, three weeks later into starting care with this doctor, didn't even tell him about my allergies and they disappeared. And I haven't had them now in 11 years, no allergies, no medication. And it was like bad before. Because how many people have issues with their nervous system? Oh, pretty much everyone. Yeah, you really? can't. Yeah, you can't live the modern human lifestyle and not be continually screwing up your spine and nervous system. That just comes with. Yeah, I have to get adjusted all the time, and every time I go in, they're like, and I'll hear like, "Wait, was that seven different bones that just moved on one adjustment?" And right. Like, yeah. You and I'll yeah. Well, and I'll, I always ask, "What was that one?" And be like, "That was T three or L 4 And I'll right. be like, "What?" And I always ask the doctor, "What does that like connected to?" Yeah. And he'll say like thought digestion he'll like list every single <laughs> like thing half the about being, of your body yeah right exactly and i think if i hadn't done this would i have just been walking around with my system operating at 42 or 71 percent or something absolutely yeah i mean it used to be like back when chiropractic started you know 100 something years ago it was like you know i fell off my ladder or i got kicked by my horse or whatever like that was what brought people into chiropractors <laughs> I got kicked by my horse <laughs> right yeah like a serious moment of injury sure but now, man, it's the daily postural wear and tear. Like that, like we live a completely unsustainable lifestyle. It's way too sedentary. Um, we are stuck in these postures for hours and hours. I mean, let's see, you spend 20 years in school, and then you get a phone, and then you get a car, and then you get a job where you sit at a computer Punched or you're over. driving. Right. Yeah. And so all that stuff, it just wreaks havoc on. You take a break from your desk system. job at your computer to text. Right. Which is to bend over even farther. Right. <laughs> Hunch over. Yes. So before it was, I got kicked by a horse, a uh, bunch of bones are out. Right. But now what you're observing is living in the modern world, driving a car, sitting at a desk, mm -hmm. lifting kids. Yeah. Is throwing people's whole systems off. Absolutely. Yeah. There's actually a medical diagnosis now called text neck. Like that's a thing. You, I, could, I can give you text a code. neck. Text I knew neck. It. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. See, I have spiritual problems with texting. I hate my phone anyway. Yeah. I use it as little as possible, which all my friends will agree to. Because, like, remember all those charts of evolution? How we're, like, hunched over on all fours, and then we gradually stand more and more and more upright. And, like, with more and more consciousness, awareness, higher ideals, we can aim for something Mozart, Beethoven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Banksy. We're, like, standing up more and more straight, arms outstretched. And then to me, bent over, like when I, you know what I mean, go through an airport and everybody's bent, bent over, like it feels like yeah. we're going the wrong direction. Absolutely. Like we went up, we reached this peak, and now we're like starting to curve over again, mm. which is my own warp thing, but it drives me crazy. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. I mean, I'm, I think this is a temporary blip in, in modern humanity. I think technology will actually catch up to the point where it's, it's making our, our lives and our bodies better. But oh, interesting. Yeah, but for right now, we're not there yet. It's making things worse. Okay, let's go back to... You said that at the heart of understanding how our bodies are, there's matter, mm -hmm. force. energy or fo force, yeah. intelligence. Right. And you said that, that modern teaching, myro, modern chiropractic teaching stays at matter. Pretty much, yeah. And doesn't get as much into the other two dimensions or levels, however you call it. Right. But yeah. that you're a radical mm -hmm. saying essentially there's depth here. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Do not stay on the surface depth. Yeah. And what has shaped that, honestly, is insurance. You know, insurance, you can bill insurance to adjust somebody for their back pain or to put, you know, a TENS unit on them or to, you know, massage their back. You can yeah. bill all of that. Uh, there is no code for helping soul. someone express, you know, the full nature of their soul, their innate intelligence, right? And so it's a, it's a different thing, but that's what's taken our profession in this direction of how we want to integrate into the medical system. We want to integrate so we can, be, you know, get coverage so we can bill for these things and have insurance pay for it. And so that's where most of the schools have gone. Um, and there's only a few that are even still teaching philosophy classes, period. But then it's like, you know, this, okay, we kind of have to teach you this, but, you know, it's an obligation, but, you know, it's not really important. You don't need to know that. You need to know how to fix low back pain. It's almost like we're not going to teach you this because you can't bill for that. Right. Absolutely. But it's actually the juice. That's the juice. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. All of my work is parking. I've just parked myself in among these three layers. Yeah. We're just moving in among these layers all the time. Yeah. Okay, so there's matter. Then you have force. Force. Mm -hmm. Can you say more about force? Yes. So force is uh, energy. It's, it's basically um, how intelligence communicates with matter. And in chiropractic, this is all centered on your central nervous system, right? So uh, something that comes from your mind, your intelligence, your will, a thought actually becomes a physical thing, becomes a nerve impulse, an electrical impulse, a chemical reaction in your brain that travels the length of that nerve to create a, a function in an organ. And so what would most blow us away about our central nervous system? Oh it's my obviously gosh. complicated. Yeah. It's obviously incredibly intertwined and all that. Tell me more about my central nervous system. It, it's everything. I mean, for your heart to beat, for your lungs to breathe, for your stomach to digest food, any of that has to travel along the nervous system for it to happen. So if I cut the nerves to your heart right now, like what happens immediately? Stops beating. Yeah. But your spine is supposed to protect all of that. So if your spine shifts out of place, now it pinches the nerve to your heart. Is your heart now working at 100% or less? Yeah, less. Yeah. So over time, now are we building health or disease in that organ? <sighs> disease. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people, you I know, come to me. I got me. those right. Yeah. You got <laughs> A plus. You did it. Um, so a lot of people come to me for neck pain or back pain or whatever. That's, that's what brings people in the door of a chiropractor. But after, you know, a few weeks under care, they're like, hey, I'm sleeping better. My headaches are gone. You know, I, I just had a checkup with my doctor and my blood pressure is normal. I just came off of my blood pressure medication. I don't treat any of those things, but they're controlled by the nervous system. And so, you know, the, the essence of chiropractic is not just to treat a symptom, but it's actually promote health in the body, prevent disease, you know, by making yeah. sure that force is able to travel at 100%. Getting everything flying. Okay, so there's for matter, force. Right. And then intelligence. Intelligence. That's huge. The intelligence is the big one for me. That's, that's where I love to camp out. So there's two different types of intelligence that govern the universe. I think you'd like that. So there's, there's Absolutely. something called universal intelligence. So this is, um, this is like physical laws. This is physics. This is the Higgs field, right? This is what keeps everything running. Uh, the, the first, uh, we call it the major premise, the first principle of chiropractic says that there is a universal intelligence in all matter that continually gives to it its actions and properties, thus maintaining it in existence. So there's this intelligence that's out there, uh, not, a, not a big leap to call that God if you want to. Um, out there, but also in there. Correct. So that's the universal. So we have the universal and then we have the specific, right? And so 
what I see is in every living creature, there is a division of that universal intelligence we call your innate intelligence. And your innate intelligence is what makes you you. I know I've heard you talk about many times how like your matter is constantly being replaced, right? You're, yeah. You know, every seven years, you're basically a new person. And what keeps that pattern going? Well, in chiropractic, we say that's your innate intelligence. And so that you could, th- you could call that your soul. But initially, that's what knows how to create your body from two cells. It's also what knows how to heal your spleen when your spleen has a problem. Like, I can't adjust someone to fix their spleen, but the innate intelligence does it itself. So we say the power that made the body heals the body. And so when I'm interacting with somebody's innate intelligence every single day with the adjustment, not just whatever's physically causing them a problem in the moment. And would you say that the body wants to heal itself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the the natural default posture of the body is health, is healing. It's not sickness and disease. We're not just the, you know, victims of entropy that are destined to fall apart. Actually, we have this powerful force of centropy inside us, this intelligence. What's centropy? Oh, the opposite of entropy. The opposite of entropy, yeah. So it's building things up. It's moving things towards coordination and organization and, and proper function and away from just falling apart. And even after dealing with lots and lots of people with pain and disease and aches and illness and all that, you still, that is, that is your belief. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I've seen bodies up close all day long. You're not like, yeah, it's pretty bad. You're kind of bored and then you're falling apart and then you die. <laughs> you, have the other, you have another view. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's all about uh, the human potential. It's about, you know, if everything is firing at 100%, what can I do? And so when I, when I adjust someone, or even let's say, you know, the, the stereotypical uh, chiropractic patient is uh, the dad who works hard with his body and, you know, comes home and he's in pain. So the first thing he's got to do is, you know, take six Advil and slam three beers, right? So when I'm thinking, when I'm adjusting him, I'm thinking, what is, how does his life change when he doesn't have to do that? How does his relationship with his kids change? How does that family change? Because he can have actually a, a fuller expression of his soul, of his innate intelligence um, that is going to lead him into a life full, you know, of, of, of higher degree of meaning and, and value than just trudging through and dealing with the pain. Oh, my word. Okay, so tell me how... So when somebody... When you said this is where you like to park or camp out, yeah. is that intelligence, how does that affect... Somebody comes into your office... Mm-hmm. And something's out, right? Back, neck. How, how does? How are you also thinking about intelligence then? Yeah. So I have to pretty quickly educate them that there's more going on here, um, and so they're thinking, oh, you know, my, it hurts here. Fix this here, and I've got to tell them, look, that pain signal is a useful signal within your body. It's the dash. It's like a gift. It's like yes. A- it's it's the dash light going off in your car saying, hey, we've got a problem. And that problem, you know, you may just feel the pain symptom, but, you know, that's also the nerve going to your heart or that's also the nerve going to your thyroid or whatever. And so really quickly, I've got to get them to, you know what, I do want to help you get out of pain, but I want you to understand we need to do that by actually addressing the cause of the problem and making sure you have full connection between brain and body. So right off the bat, we've got to get to, you know what, your body will heal itself. It's meant to do that. It's programmed to do that. That's by nature what it does but it has to be able to communicate. And so that's why we deal with the nervous system. What do you see the most? What's the, num- what's the one thing that if people didn't struggle, bring it through your doorway, come in for that yeah. problem, you'd be out of a job? 
Or you'd have more. Yeah, it's definitely pain. I mean, neck pain, back pain, headaches. Those are the things that, as a culture, we associate with chiropractic. And so that's what brings people in the doors. But um, very quickly, I, I need to educate people that that's actually a symptom. That's the, that's the part of the iceberg that's above the surface. And we got to deal with the whole iceberg. Uh, got it. So most people, the their awareness probably stops at this hurts. Right. And your job is, ah, this is about that. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Once you start digging just a little bit with that patient, pretty quickly, more often than not, people say, you know, I always thought that my neck pain was connected with you know, my period or, or is connected with, you know, this digestive issue I've got or, or whatever. And then it makes sense now that you like the nerves from, you know, that same place in the spine go to both places. Wait. So a lot of people have an intuitive, well, that's a, they have an intuitive knowledge of a connection that there's no way they would actually know. Right. Yeah. And, and when you reveal it to them, it's like the light comes on. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So this person, yeah. you start talking to them and they say, you know, I thought that this was related to this, mm-hmm. but there's no way they would connect those two. Yeah. I've got an amazing they're... story for that. Okay. So um, I, I met a lady who uh, came into the clinic because she had, you know, some back pain and, um, you know, it's going through her health history with her. Turns out she's also type one diabetic and um, the area in her spine that she was indicating to me where she had pain is the same place that controlled her pancreas. Her pancreas is what controls your, your insulin, your blood sugar. So that's the main problem with, with diabetics. And I said, you know, did you have an injury? Did you have something happen, you know, earlier on in life that, you know, damaged this? You know, when did you get diagnosed with diabetes? And so she told me she got diagnosed around age 11. And I was like, okay, well, what happened then? What did you fall off? You know, were you doing gymnastics? Fall off or, a horse? You fall off a horse, right? And she said, no, nothing. And then she paused and she said, oh my God, when I was 11, we had someone break into our house and I had to hide under my bed as this guy was going through our house. And I remember this fear hit me and I felt this stab go all the way through me and into my spine from the fear. So for her, it was actually a psychosomatic thing. And then months later, she was diagnosed as type 1 diabetic. She felt... Fear Felt as it. a physical piercing. Right. And then within a year manifests those a- an actual disease right. in that place. Right. From the same area of the spine. Yeah. And she hadn't made that connection until I was like, hey, this is where these things run. And then boom, it's like, oh my How gosh, old everything she? makes sense. She was probably uh, late 30s. And this happened, with, you know, 20 something years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So you then began working on that, mm-hmm. and yeah. she gets better. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and my job is never, you know, it, it's, as a chiropractor, I, I don't change people's medications. It's not my, not my purview. Uh, but my job is always to make sure, hey, if there's damage there, if we see this damage in the spine, we've got to get that thing corrected so your body can heal. And so, yeah, I've had lots of people actually able to reverse diseases that they've been told, you know what, you're just going to have this the rest of your life. Um, because we deal with the cause of the issue. You do see that on a regular basis? Yes. It's like you can't put that in the sign out front. Right. Hey, I <laughs> nope. will reverse, but you do see that. Oh, yeah. And and I told you my story with allergies, but allergies is a big one, especially in Nashville. And I tell people on a regular basis, like, look, I don't treat allergies. 
if I did, if I had an adjustment for allergies, I would be a trillionaire. People would be lined up down the street throwing <laughs> money at me. And yet, you know, it happens almost on a weekly basis in the office um, just because, you know, the, the, the immune system's freaking out about planet Earth because there's a, a cross wire here somewhere that's not getting the full signal. But ethically, as a doctor, even though you see these things, you, you can't put that on the sign. Right. You have to be, this is what we treat. Right. If other things happen, are, do you find yourself like, because you have to hold your tongue, essentially, yeah. in some way. And yeah. obviously, there's like the stereotype of the health person, the snake oil, promising sure. all these things. Right. So you just have to hold your tongue day in and day out and just say, sort of. well, this is what I adjust, or this is what I deal with, sure. knowing, though, from experience that all these other things are going to flow from that. Yeah, and I think the, the truth of it is it's not, it's not any way uh, holding back because I tell people, hey, this is what's connected. You, know, you, you do A and then yeah. you get B. But uh, at the same time, the outcome isn't really my responsibility because I, I don't heal anything. Right. And so I tell them, look, hey, you have to deal with the cause of the issue here. And part of the deal is for me is I, I don't play the insurance game at all. Uh, we don't bill insurance. It's all cash. And I tell people straight up, um, you know, if, if you're wanting, you know, this certain kind of just like drop in and, and get popped whenever you want to, um, there's a great guy down the street for that. And I know him and he's awesome. But what we're here to do is work on correcting anywhere in your body where innate intelligence is going to have a hard time controlling that, that healing power. Do you use the phrase innate intelligence with them? I do. Yeah. And are people like, woo, uh-oh. Yeah. Are people woo-wooed out, by, like freaked out by that? Or are, they, or are they up? I guess if you're in pain, sure, you'll try anything. I mean, that's how it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, you, know, you do a couple adjustments with somebody and they start feeling a lot better, then they're more open to listening to you. Um, I, I find, so I, I start always with, you know, compassion. First of all, it's like, gosh, you're, you're in a lot of pain. That sucks. I'm sorry. You know, you're, you've been through this and you hear somebody's story and they've been to like 12 different doctors and they've been on the same medication for a decade and they've gotten nowhere or the problem's gotten worse. And so that's where I have to start is meeting people in their pain and saying, you know what, we're going to take care of you. And you know, start on working on that level. And then you kind of peel back the layers of the onion as they uh, open up and as their, you know, their body starts to heal. Um, but ultimately, I want every single one of our patients to understand what's behind it. When somebody walks in, can you tell sometimes just when they walk in? Sometimes, yeah. And is that an intuitive thin slice spirit? Like, can, you can just tell sometimes? Um, I, I do get that occasionally. More often than not, though, it's just I see the same common postural patterns over and over and over again. I know when somebody's got a... What's you know, the number one postural problem? Forward head posture. Uh, so if you're looking at someone from their side, their head should be directly over their shoulders. And it's too far forward. It's too far forward, you know, because that, that posture we're talking about, whether it's you know, looking down at a, lop a laptop or a cell phone in that seated position, that forward head posture is just terrible for your nervous system stretches out the curve you're supposed to have a curve in your neck and as you lose that curve it actually puts physical tension it pulls on the spinal cord which disrupts the signals to everything and so when i see that forward head posture i know someone has problems and a i can cell almost... phone is stretching out your spinal cord yeah because and that's, of the posture. that's sort of a leap but right anyway yeah it's called adverse mechanical cord tension, but that's basically... Adverse mechanical cord tension. Yes. This, my, to all my <laughs> friends out there, this is why I'm not always responding to your text right away. <laughs> adverse mechanical cord tension? Yes. That's where you know, the, the loss of the normal curves in the spine 
pulls and stretches the spinal cord um, and body hates it and it does not deal with it well. Unbelievable. How many hours in a day can you work with people before you're cooked? Um, you know, I, I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing. So we have like, I've got my adjusting hours and I have my exam hours and I have my whatever. So as long as I'm going back and forth between different things and changing it up, I, I can, you know, go a fairly long time. But um, most chiropractors have weird hours. I do. I, I, I'll say that. I've, I, I have like two hours adjusting in the morning and then like three hours in the afternoon. It's not, it's not long. It's weird. Yeah. Um, how do you... Because you're dealing with people in pain. I assume you're dealing with people who are like looking for someone to give stuff mm-hmm. to. I mean, how, how do you not come home caring with people's stuff attached to you? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I just, uh, I, I try to be that non-anxious presence that you talked mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. and just, you know, have this calm, you know, positive vibe that I'm giving off where it's like, you know what? Uh, this is a place of healing. You know, you're here, so you're going to heal. And uh, the 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 weightier stuff, the the emotional stuff, I leave most of that to my wife. That's her job. She's a, a licensed professional counselor. She's a PhD. She she handles all the difficult stuff. I do the easy job. Do you refer people to her? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And is that all part of the same thing? Uh, yeah, she's actually practicing in my office right now. Yeah. So she has. Oh, you're her practicing own. hers, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> but she's got her own place, so we get to work side by side, which is nice. What is if you were doing how to be healthy in the modern world? Mm-hmm. What are adjustments, course corrections, practices that the most amount of people could benefit from? Which I'm assuming are like something really basic. Yeah. What are the things? with the amount of people that you see that are like, wow, so many people, this is tripping them up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the simple answer to that would be like, we need to live more like we were living 200 years ago. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you, you, And how was that? More connected with the soil and with the food and eating things in season. Um, you know, having a, a, a lifestyle where on a daily basis, you're working with your body, you're up moving around doing stuff. You're not just sitting down all day. So yeah, we, we teach nutrition, we teach fitness, we teach detox, we teach your mindset stuff, all of those things. But it's really, it's like, you know what? We, we kind of need to undo some of the damage that this modern, you know, society mm-hmm. has done to us. And people would fare away better. I mean, in the beginning, you know, like I said, you know, 120 years ago when somebody fell off a ladder, it took like, you know, one to five adjustments and somebody was pretty much good. But it's because this lifestyle is so awful that I have to see people so much more. It's so hard, much harder to correct somebody's spine now than even, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And you talk to, you know, chiropractors who have been doing this for like 40 years, they'll tell you the same thing. Like when I first started my practice, oh my gosh, it was easy compared to now. No way. Yeah. Things have gotten more sedentary. Absolutely. Yeah. 40 years ago, it was that much different. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about the stresses of the modern world and all that, that's, that's very, very real at just a basic bone level. It's huge. So when it's we say huge. things like we feel it in our bones, yeah, that's actually quite accurate. It is. Yeah. There's, there's three basic categories of, of stress. And, and so... 
is when stress involves the nervous system in chiropractic, we call that a subluxation. But it's basically a, a misalignment in the spine, anything that's going to disrupt that flow of force. Subluxation. Subluxation. That's the yeah. best words you brought right. here today. <laughs> it's so fantastic. Thank you. So thank you sub is less, lux is light. So it's like not getting enough light. You're not getting enough power to that organ. Um, oh. Isn't it great? Break it down. Right? That's strong subluxation. Yes. Yeah. Um, so... But anyway, the, the three kinds of stresses we have, you know, the physical stress, which is like, you know, I fell off a horse or I've been sitting in a chair all day. We have the chemical stress, which is, you know, stuff we breathe, stuff we eat, stuff that comes out of the paint and in our clothes and everything else. And then we have the mental and emotional stresses. But all three of those can keep your body in that fight or flight response where, you know, it's, it's acting in pure survival, not, hey, what's good for long-term health? Were you... All, you got into this because your allergies. Indirectly, got yeah. It was kind of a golden opportunity for me. So the allergies, yes. Uh, I actually come from a ministry background. So I was a missionary and then I was a youth pastor. And oh, really? I know, like me, like your friend Pete Holmes and I have like scarily identical stories. Uh, it's just he's a comedian <laughs> and I'm a chiropractor. But um, anyway, yeah, I. And I was looking for this, and, and I lived in Mexico for a year as a missionary, and one of the things I saw was that people who had a, a practical input to the community did so much more good than somebody who just stood behind a pulpit on a Sunday and a Wednesday. And I started thinking about it. I was like, I mean, all of the early church guys had jobs, you know, like Paul was a tent maker. Half of them were fishermen. Oh, Jesus was a carpenter. And so, so you I came started... out of a tradition that was almost like there's the spiritual Right. And then there's everybody who sells insurance and does all the other stuff. Oh, yeah. So oh, you yeah. sort of took that, went with it, and then you were like, hey, wait. Yeah. All the people who are called to that higher plane are missing the juice. Right. At some level. Yeah. And so I started looking right away. You know, as soon as I came back, I, I did this between high school and college. And I came back and I was like, I've got to find a physical skill. I've got to find something that I can do with my hands to minister rather than just, you know, telling people, you know, something. And so when I found chiropractic and I was like, oh. how, what does that mean? How, when you found it? When, oh, how, when I, when I first experienced it, when I, when I oh, got, got it. it, when it, when it clicked with me and I understood, you know, how the nervous system works and that everybody's designed to heal. And then it became this. Was there a obvious, moment? Like were you driving oh, along? Were you in an office? Was <clears> there a moment? I was, I was sitting in a workshop listening to it and, and he was, and the, the chiropractor that I was listening to was talking about, you know, this, this innate potential for everybody to heal and, and how it's, you know, it's in every single one of us. And I thought, oh my God, what better way could I minister than I get to lay hands on people, their bodies heal. And then I get to tell them, you know, it's the power that's already in you that did it anyway. Oh, like I, I don't get to take credit for it. So it's amazing. It's like you just get to enter into the flow yeah. and watch it do its thing. Have you ever yeah. told that chiropractor about that? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, he's, so he's the reason I went to chiropractic school. He's the re reason I got into this. Yeah, so he still lives in Nashville, too. And Shout out yeah. to Dr. Dr. Josh Axe. Josh Axe. Yeah. Axe. Yeah. Sweet name. Yeah. So, and then you go to school, mm -hmm. and that takes a while. Yeah, so I already had my undergrad in linguistics and biblical languages, which has zero job application. <laughs> <laughs> Subluxation, though. There's some linguistics. Right, exactly. Uh, so languages is, was another one of my passions, but I thought I was done with school. And it turns out, yeah, I got to go do another four years uh, to get the chiropractic degree. Okay, this is what I find interesting about post-conventional wisdom with you. There was a way it's done. Mm -hmm. Stick to the body. Stick to what you can bill. Right. But you... 
and I assume there's like the dominant way the chiropractic tribe does it. You even on going in were like, yeah, you were already challenging the the sort of center of gravity of thinking. Yeah, and I can't say that it was all that original for me. Yeah. Um, the the chiropractor Dr. Axe, you know, was a part of an, a larger organization. It's called Max Living. There's about uh, 400 of us now throughout the country, and all practicing along these same principles of you know the body heals itself and and sticking to that that radical side of the the chiropractic philosophy, which is simply moving among all three layers. Correct. Yeah. So I I I when I found it, I, I quickly hooked my cart to that wagon and uh, I followed suit. But it's been amazing. And I'm also interested then for you sending people to your wife mm-hmm. for the big stuff. Yeah. And nutrition. What do you tell people about nutrition? What's the biggest things you talk to about nutrition? I mean, eat, eat food the way God made it. I mean, <clears throat> that's a simple way of saying it. Or eat it the way it would come from nature. Yeah. You know, like if it's, if it, you can grow it in the ground, if you can like get it straight out of an animal the way that it yeah. is. Great. If it's processed, it's probably junk. Michael Pollan has that great line about if your grandmother read the ingredients and wouldn't know what it is, right? Probably shouldn't eat it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what's the worst food that the most amount of people are eating? Sugar in all its various forms. Okay. Yeah. So the the high fructose corn syrup, the and it's in everything. I mean, it's in sauces and it's in drinks and it's in packaged goods and it's. It's everywhere, but but sugar is, I think, the the biggest nutritional enemy we have at this point. Yes, and everybody's. I mean, that seems to be more and more and more people are going. Yeah, actually, sugar is like way worse than anybody thought. Yeah, the cumulative effect yeah. of what it's doing to everybody. Mm. Um, what? So this isn't. How do they, people get a hold of you? Do, do people just send you random questions and stuff? Um, sometimes. So I I've got a website, uh, Dr. James B. If you're actually in Nashville, any of my practice is Cairo Nash. Uh, so I have chironash.com as well. Um, but then, uh, yeah, that, that's the easiest thing is hit me up on the website and send me an email. And do you teach, do you have like teaching settings where people just go do classes and stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm teaching constantly, um, doing different workshops. So I'll do a workshop on, you know, how do you prevent cancer or, or get your body in the best shape to fight cancer? Or, you know, what's the, the best way to live to a hundred or, uh, you know, how do you raise a family healthy? Like, so I'm I'm constantly teaching these principles in you know all their different applications. How do you? Who adjusts you? I, I have some chiropractors that live down the street from me. Yeah, some other they're they're part of that Max Living Network as well. Um, but I go see them pretty much every week. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go every week. I try to. Yeah. Because you got to be lined up. Absolutely. I mean, think about my job. I'm bending over people all day, adjusting them. Telling them not to bend over all day. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So um, I I definitely drink my own Kool-Aid on this one. Wow. Matter, force, intelligence. Yeah. And there's there's this amazing, amazing quote from D.D. Palmer, the founder of chiropractic. He said, the purpose of the chiropractic adjustment is to unite man the physical with man the spiritual, so that the finite may know itself as the infinite. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Isn't that amazing? I love it. In other words, you know, the adjustment allows your body to be a better expression of your soul so that your life can find itself in the totality of the divine. I mean, I that that's an idea that 
has just so grounded me and stuck with me and propelled yeah. me that I, I don't think it's ever going to let me go. Oh, thank you. I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Something happened in a division between matter and spirit. Mm-hmm. Ghost in the machine. There's your body, and then there's all the important stuff. Right. And when people talk, what's the change in the air? What's happening? One of the many things I think that's happening on a massive scale is people are coming to see themselves as integrated. That all of this is connected with all the rest of it. Yeah. And when that begins to happen then, as I would like to say, as I say, everything is spiritual. Yes. But then what you're eating and what you're listening to and where you're going and how you're moving all becomes one big celebration. Yeah. And I think the struggle is there. there's an awareness, at least a growing awareness of this disconnect, but people just don't know how to resolve it. They don't right. know how to how to bridge that gap. And there's so much competing information out there. I mean, you could go on Google right now and find, you know, arguments on opposite sides of every possible yeah, right, issue right. with research behind both. Right, right, right. It's overwhelming. Yes. And I think, you know, what a lot of people need to know, what everybody needs to know, is that every human being is inherently good. That there is something inside them that is it's built for health. It's built for, for wonderful expression and for beauty. And you just got to be able to get in touch with that. The best way I've found to do it and to help others do that is through chiropractic. Um, but it's an amazing thing. And so when you, you see people held back in so many areas of their lives, and part of it is they don't realize that you know, all of that intelligence that they need, all of the, the power, the wisdom, the whatever, to get from here to the kind of life that they know would fulfill them, it's inside. It's already there. And when you get in touch with that, it makes all these little decisions a lot easier. Oh, that's such an interesting, so to, to like to every person who's listening who has some struggle, pain, nagging something, mm. if you begin with calm and still and silence and simply resting in the, in the belief mm-hmm. that your body wants to be healthy, yeah, it knows how to do this. Yeah. And I see that, I mean, I do actively teach nutrition all the time, but I see this time and time again with patients who will come in, they'll say, I'm just here for my back pain. They don't, they don't want any of oh, the really? jumbo. Oh, yeah. But then as the back pain goes away and they see all these other things changing in their health, they're like, you know what? Uh, I want to start eating better. I want to start taking, like that, that innate drive towards health kind of comes out um, sometimes in spite of themselves. Oh, that's so interesting. So the very thing that I'm picking up from you is it's almost like it's almost like if you're pursuing health, what place are you coming from? And the place to be coming from is what that which is deepest within me is good. Mm-hmm. It knows. Yep. It wants to be healthy. It has these capacities already present within it. Um, so now we're on a search to simply figure out how to listen to it and let it do what it does best. Absolutely. And that you have a number of people who come in and essentially go the other direction uh-huh. and say, I don't want it all to be connected. I don't want to move among different layers. Just, I'm just here for this. Right. Oh, see, that's the, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me how much, because sometimes you hear people say like, I'm not into beliefs. So it doesn't really matter what you believe. It just matters that you're like, no, actually it doesn't matter what you believe. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right. It really does believe matter where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that gets expressed. I mean, think about the, the common cold. 
I mean, if your belief is the body is inherently damaged goods, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a mechanism that's going to break down, it needs medication, it needs replacement parts, it needs whatever, then the second the slightest thing shows up, you run to the drugstore. Right? But if you understand, well, the reason that you get a fever when you have a cold or infection is because that's how the body kills bacteria and viruses. And if you understand that that mucus and that snot, the congestion you have, is actually how the immune system grabs onto some of those suckers and then reads them and then programs the antibodies to fight them. And it's like, oh, well, taking a Tylenol is like the worst thing that I could do when I have a fever because that's going to slow down the whole process of what the body's trying to do to heal. So it, it's, it, you have to kind of make that shift, that paradigm shift. Uh, but some people it happens gradually. Some people it's, it's more abrupt. So essentially, as a body of humanity, we, we built this amazing, gleaming, extraordinary, modern, advanced modern world mm -hmm. that is oppressing us at some level yeah. and making us sicker. Yeah. And then when our body in health rises up to fight this, we then take other <laughs> exactly. advancements to cut off the body's yes. desire. Absolutely. Oh. And, it's and like an inception of illness. It Just is. Ring, it rings. It totally is. And you know, the here's the amazing part. As I was reading some chiropractic uh, research on this late on this lately, um, that what happens in your spine actually affects your brain on a neuroplastic level. I mean, if you have... Neuroplastic meaning your body's, your brain's ability to shape itself. Exactly. So um, if your spine is in a bad position where it, we have some kind of uh, miscommunication between the brain and the organ, then your brain has to compensate for that by bringing up the levels over here or bringing down the levels over here. And it forms these maladaptive neuroplastic patterns and it gets used to functioning with a handicap. And then somebody goes in and gets adjusted and things get better temporarily. But then it comes back because the neurons have just developed this bad pattern of firing. It's like a new normal. Mm -hmm. Like the new normal was off, right. essentially. Or ab the new normal is abnormal and not prime functioning. Yeah. And so here's a, here's a great story. I have a, uh, a patient named Jeremy who came in. Actually, his whole family's under care. I love it when family's under care. Can you tell us his name, by the way? You can tell us his name. First name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got it. First, first name's fine. You can't find him. But uh, anyway, he, he came in and he said, um, you know, my problem is with my Achilles tendon. He said, I, I love playing, uh, you know, ultimate Frisbee and I go out and after a game, like my Achilles, Achilles tendon will lock up and it'll be, you know, just miserable for days. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to start in your spine where the nerves come out to go to that Achilles tendon. And I start working with him and he doesn't have any back pain, but, um, you know, we come to his, his first re-examination and he's like, Hey, all, all the Achilles pain is gone. Like it's, it's been there for years and it's gone. I never once touched his leg, you know, but the neurons in his brain that control those muscles had been used to firing them inappropriately for so long because of what was happening in his spine. And after we were finally able to reset that pattern, we have no longer any abnormal firing into the muscles in his calf. And without ever going working there. Without ever touching his calf. Because that's not where the problem is. That's where the symptom was. Oh, my word. It's fascinating. And you have these stories all day long. Oh, yes. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely, my word, my head is spinning. <laughs> my neurons are spinning. There you go. <laughs> By the way, I think that neuroplasticity is, we've known this for a while that our brain does this. 
Right. Or is this new information in the medical community? Um, I think we've we've known it in in a degree for a while, but it's just now we're just starting to tap into all the different things that affect it and and how we can do something about it. But yeah, I mean, as as simple as you know that analogy was of just how much nerve impulse to send to each muscle. Absolutely, same thing is true of the nerves that go to your organs. You know, they they get used to functioning a bad way, and then you know, no amount of medication is going to take pressure off of a nerve. Yeah. That's, oh, man. So uh, one, one last question about, I mean, people talk about big pharma mm-hmm. and talk about over-medicating of modern culture. Yeah. That's all true. I, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah. I mean, our, our healthcare system uh, is awful. I mean, we spend more money per person than any other country on the planet yes. by far. Like double the number two country and they're double the number three country. And we and lead yet, in numbers of And numbers. we lead in heart disease. We lead in cancer. We lead in all these lifestyle-oriented diseases. We're 5% of the world's population. We take 75 to 80% of the world's drugs. Whoa. Yes. It's insane. And we're the only country on the planet also that you can actually market pharmaceutical drugs to the general populace. You, you can't do that in other countries. So when I'm watching Super Bowl and it's just like one at... Do you yeah. suffer from... Yep. Other countries, that's illegal. It's illegal. And it's... Because I mean, it might ha- create in somebody like, I guess I need that. Sure. And you, you could decide how far down the, the rabbit hole you want to go with the conspiracy theory. But even if it's not intentional, it's still brainwashing. I, I heard a stat that a child born in 2000, by the time they reach 18, which is this year, they've seen 24,000 hours of pharmaceutical ads. And every one of them ends with, ask your doctor if blank is right for you. Right? I mean, b- before any test has been done, before you know any, any type of investigation of what's actually going on, you know what? My symptoms, I feel like that cartoon character. I'm going to go ask for Lunesta. You know, that's, that's how we're being programmed uh, because that advertising is there for us. And, you know, it's, it's just, it, it creates a system where insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies make a lot of money, but it doesn't actually make people healthier. 5% of the world's population, 80% of its drugs. Yeah. Well, I think it's something more like 95% if you want to look at just antidepressants and anti-anxiety, like the psychoactive medications, we're more in the like 90 to 95%. And and then for a long, long time, we, we've known that your nervous system runs the whole thing. And if you go there, all sorts of other things begin to... Yeah. Incredible. Thank you so much for swinging by the back house. Yeah, it was a pleasure. This was... I assume, I assume when you talk to people, you just blow their minds left <laughs> and right. Because this is... Um, yeah, I think I might just go right now to the neighborhood. <laughs> doctor on the corner and get an adjustment there you go I'm like I'm sure just listening I was like I'm sure something's off <laughs> right from people always get self-conscious about how they're sitting when I start talking to them they're, they always straighten up and oh do they yeah as opposed to me who now I'm like <laughs> reclined here yeah. like it's no big deal hmm. but thank you Dr. James B. Berline if you want to pronounce it Cairo Nash mm-hmm. thank you um, for what you do Welcome. it's really really inspiring yeah yeah Robcast friends, grace and peace.